0: What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 18 of The Overview. I'm Champion V, and Jason's here, Shade's here. Ben is not here, because he's at E3, having... A good time enjoying all these awesome announcements that they've been doing the last few days. Uh, but we've got Mitch back, Mitch Leslie back uh, uh, joining us. He was here a couple weeks ago, but I uh, love having you on, Mitch. He's host and caster and all this good stuff for ESL. So welcome back to the show, buddy.
1: Yeah, good night. Thanks for having me, man. It's going to be uh, a good night <laughs> for discussion, I think, with uh, what.
0: <laughs> oh man his
2: internet just cut out i think
0: <laughs> oh there it is there it is i think we missed that last part but yeah it's gonna be a, a definitely a fun time especially with this guy jason to my to my right here no, it's just
2: like oh, a super God. australian intro good night mate good night inside <laughs> the bait part but just how I told
0: you. Uh, no, good stuff okay, good I like. stuff shade how, how's your week been pretty
2: good pretty good
0: that's it. Just no, really. really good. That's it. Yeah.
3: Just, okay. I mean, it's only Tuesday, so. Yeah. I mean, well, I'm super. okay I mean, You want the like long version? I'm super stoked that we played really well this weekend and yeah, the events. Yeah. Um, aside from the cloud nine three, oh, that was a little rough, but. Um. Yeah. Super stoked about that. Yeah. Uh, I'm super excited about the nerfs that happened today. Yes.
0: Um.
3: Yeah. That's pretty much it. Pretty good.
0: Yeah. Speaking of which, we're gonna, we're definitely going to be talking about that update that went live uh, earlier today. Uh, Definitely lots of news in in terms of teams, some rumors of of teams or big organizations bidding over teams, Uh, and then we'll, we'll talk about some event results too in an upcoming event which these two guys know a lot about and we'll see what they'll actually tell us about some 100k tournament possibly comment you know that that we we actually talked about last week okay guys so i mean we at the very least we know the the price pool total uh but yeah then at the end guys we can do some q a as always uh tweet those over uh at chainman and i'll i'll read them out if not we know we'll take some from from twitch chat too okay so let's talk about the latest update patch i uh, been talking, you know, there's been, Jeff's been hinting at, at balance changes coming up, and people were, knew McCree was coming, absolutely, and then some talk of Diva, uh, and then recently Widowmaker, and turns out it's McCree and Widowmaker, and at least the first round of changes happened this, or happened today, so let me bring that up, uh, here we go. All right, so get your opinions on it, uh, yeah, Jason, why don't you start off, um, McCree, so the alternate fire. Recovery time has actually been decreased, but the bullet damage, which is the big thing, has been de- decreased by quite a bit here from 70 to 45. What do you think? What do you think of this change?
2: Uh, I think it was it was one of the things we talked about, I think, last week, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken, about yep. potential nurse form. Like Flashbang was talked about, his right click, his dash range, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. Um, it's good. It seems pretty good so far. I think Shade mentioned earlier on before we are on air. That uh, she was damage boosting Siegel with Mercy and McCree, and he still couldn't kill a Reinhardt with two right clicks. Uh, it's That's good to crazy. see that. Yeah. Only problem I see with that now is that now Winston's gonna have a field day if he didn't already <laughs> oh, have God. one. If uh, if there's if there's hero stacking with two Winston's, but it's nice to see. It's good to see that he can still kill squishy targets, mm-hmm. but the tanks are instantly popped, you know, by his his combo.
0: Yeah.
3: Well, Reaper still exists if that were to be the case with double Winston. It's so true. McCree wasn't like the only thing that could deal with that.
0: Yeah. We might see a resurgence of, of Reaper again. I was like t- telling or talking to Mitch about that. Mitch, what are your thoughts?
1: I think it's a good way to to make a change without gutting the identity of McCree in terms of his kit. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think it'll be the last change we see to him though. No, I think people will, will will work around this, but I think it's a step in the right direction.
0: Yeah. Agreed. I, I, they might not make much of a change for a while. This is a pretty significant one, so if they do change, they might revert some of it back, like depending on on the results. Uh, but Shay, I mean, after, you've obviously played more. I've only played maybe two games with with uh, the changes, uh, and I, I noticed a difference for sure. Even just like trying to deal with Winston. But what your thoughts? I mean, after the whole damage boost and and like not being able to kill well, Reinhardt. I mean, I noticed
3: it. I noticed it pretty immediately because I think it was like within the first two two minutes maybe of Seagull switching to McCree. I was damage boosting him, and we went up to start fighting a Reinhardt. Reinhardt's shield was down, so he was like behind him or on the side of him, mm-hmm. and he right-clicked, rolled, right-clicked, while damage boosted, and it still didn't kill him. So that was like super new, because obviously we're used to like right-click, roll, right-click, just one-shotting everything in the game.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So that was pretty interesting. Um,
0: I, mean, I, I guess saw that... more
3: Zarya's today, yeah, which yeah. was kind of interesting, I guess. I don't really know if that has anything to do with the changes that happened, but I definitely saw more Zarya today than usual. Hmm. Um, so that was fun. I like Zarya I mean, a lot. I mean,
2: besides the the changes to the the two heroes, I think one thing that should be refreshing for everyone out there is that they didn't well, it's the showing that they're watching, right? They didn't just like, oh, we tweaked Mercy a little bit, and uh, oh, we touched Soldier because we thought we was doing a little too much damage. No, they mm-hmm. actually changed McCree, which has been the biggest gripe by the community lately, mm-hmm. and touched on Widowmaker. So it shows they're listening, which is honestly a great sign in terms of the long run of the game.
0: Yeah. Oh, for those yeah.
3: people that were in closed beta as well, like this isn't anything new either.
0: Mm-hmm. That's right.
3: Um, for the majority of closed beta, if there was ever a, like an issue that the general community had, With what was going on in the game blizzard handled it pretty like efficiently and a lot faster than they did with the mccree and widow changes like it almost happened within a week of like people crying out about it so
1: i think the most significant thing just before we do maybe leave the mccree topic is i mean Mm -hmm. you go from doing 420 damage to burst to (laughs) 275 it's a huge difference, right? And that maybe that's why we do see people playing Zarya, because you could just one single right click of Zarya and kill her, right? Yep. After you stun her up. So this is this is like the the amount of raw out damage output you can do. Yes, you have a recovery time, so it your overall DPS doesn't drop too drastically, but it is still a drop overall holistically. And yeah, yeah. just in general, you cannot one shot people as easily anymore. And R- Roadhog is gonna laugh in your face.
0: <laughs> yeah, Rodog would just be healing in front of your fans while you're just right clicking constantly. Yeah. That's gonna be actually funny. How many times it takes to actually kill a Red Hog. Um so yeah, I, I think this is definitely gonna be good and a lot a lot of people happy. You can just tell just on, on Reddit and everything. And I mean that's, games that's just a felt a lot thing. better today. Mm-hmm.
3: Like I didn't feel like I was constantly dying to a McCurry flanking me, right clicking me to death. Like I had time, you know, if if he right click or if he flashbang right click me. I didn't die instantly. I could get a chance to fly away. Yeah. It felt good. It felt like that was the counterplay that I really wanted to see that I talked about last week, I think, when we were discussing McCree and and changes that, you know, kind of wanted to see was I wanted to see, like, an ability to counterplay without him feeling completely useless. So, it's nice.
0: Yeah. And he still counters all the characters that he should. I mean, you do have to be you know very accurate with your right click you know on some of these cuz you can't if there miss. were
2: such a thing <laughs>
0: <laughs> well I and mean, you can't miss a bullet i guess is what i'm trying to say like you do have to land the majority of them now now with the even the characters I mean, that he he does counter
2: yes yeah, so indirectly they made it so not only is it is it, well not only do you do less damage with your right click but it also means you need to be that much closer to a target to kill it mm-hmm. if you want to hit all your bullets so right. it, you know it's indirectly Makes, uh, indirectly changes the play style a little bit more where you have to be a lot closer instead of farther away. You know, you can't get away with as much
1: as you normally would with a McCree now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, Can that's... It, oh, go, ahead. go ahead, Mitch.
1: Sorry, <laughs> yeah, just to the final note, it yeah. puts more emphasis on the left click, all right? You've got to hit those, obviously, a lot more now. I mean, it's kind of obvious, I understand that, but with the reduction in damage that you do with your right click now as well, it will require players to actually play more medium to longer range mm-hmm. McCree, and which defines him a little bit more actually now uh, in his role and what he does well and what he right. doesn't do so well.
0: Yeah. The left click's not too shabby too, man. <laughs> you know, I have to say the left click is it, like, it feels really good when you're, you know, this is another kind of game design thing, but it, it actually has a very good feel to it too. Just, very satisfying. Just, yeah. The speed, the speed of what you can, can shoot too, is actually really nice. Um, okay. Well, let's talk about Widowmaker. Uh, so this, this was another, you know, big point of uh, discussion. Just, I think, the term used was frustrating. you know some people were were, ha- were having frustrations playing against widow all the time. Uh, so they decided to actually uh, well for one decrease base damage, which um, for the you know de- de- decreasing base damage is definitely a huge thing. and they decided to increase the multiplier for headshot damage. And what that results in just you know people doing math or don't like math, is that the hedge if you headshot somebody, you're pretty much doing the same damage that you are pretty close to the same damage you were doing. Before.
2: No, you are doing the same
0: damage.
3: Yeah. It's, it's exactly okay. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly yeah. sorry.
0: It's exactly the same damage. Hand you were shot doing is before. Still 300. Uh, but the body shot is where the huge difference is, and um, the biggest example is that you know uh, characters with 150 uh, hit points do not die from a single shot body damage. A uh, body shot now, and that's a big deal. That's a huge deal. So like zenyatas and tracers, I mean they're they're definitely going to be living a lot more, a lot easier against these uh, Widowmaker uh, snipers. So uh, thoughts on this, Shade?
3: I actually got to play Zenyatta today.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Dude, when we first started I'm playing, gonna... Shade, you were playing Zenyatta all the time. So that's like... Yeah, I've played so Zenyatta cool.
3: probably, like, not maybe not more than I played Mercy, but, like, pretty close. Yeah. Definitely pretty close. And I'd say... Like, I love Mercy for who she is, but is the most fun character for me. So I was super excited that I got to play him again today. Um, mm-hmm. It's still a little bit rough, obviously, but um, I think there's still a couple of, like, quality of life kind of things that they could do to help him out. But, um, yeah, it was super fun to be able mm-hmm. to play him again because, obviously, the Widow uh, damage was reduction. So that was awesome. Um, yeah, it was, like, 120, I think, was a body shot.
0: yeah. I mean, another it thing that's
3: uh, great because like if they shoot you with the full charge and does one twenty and then they quickly like right again <laughs> shoot you again, then you're obviously dead, but it's kind of nice to just not instantly be dead so.
0: yeah that, I mean that was definitely another thing that people were talking about with possibly changing was really just the the time between shots or at least uh, the yeah the rate of fire just increasing that because of you know just people thought it was kind of crazy just how how quickly she can respond to even you know just just dan- you know doing 90% damage to a to a, a character uh, but one the other one change that I really didn't mention liked- was Oh. oh, so I was saying one thing I didn't mention was that another change was just the unscoping animation actually has, uh, like, the player actually has to wait for it to, uh, you know, wait, wait for it to complete. Exactly, especially at the it's pro level. That's anymore. a huge, yeah, that's actually a huge, huge it's
2: a It's a big nerf to her mobility because the way you would actually use the quick scoping was to move at full speed in between your shots, so mm-hmm. you're a lot harder to hit. Yep. Um, so that makes it a little bit harder to kind of set the sentry position with her. At the same time, I feel like the change to her damage wasn't necessarily a buff for Zenyatta. To me, it's more of a, it made the skill cap or the skill ceiling even higher for her. Mm Where now, pro players, if you want to be a really good (laughs) uh, Widowmaker, you need to be hitting heads. You don't need to be hitting bodies. And obviously, you know, the best ones already do that, but. It punishes the people who aren't that great with her because they can't hit the heads, they just go for body shots yep. versus, like, the very high top skill level of the game where people will be getting headshots. So it's a little bit more rewarding. Well, it's not more rewarding, you just don't feel the effects as much if you're playing that
0: level. I and wish they would have is... put her
3: scope back with this change.
0: Oh, you mean like, the close, okay, so, closing the view, right? Just the circular view.
3: In closed beta, yeah. originally, uh, Widowmaker's scope wasn't invisible on the outside edges. Like, she couldn't see completely all around her, like, entire screen. And I actually feel like that was a huge buff to her, because you kind of had to, like, if you wanted to see something outside Mm -hmm. of your range of scope, you actually had to unscope to get a full field of view, and then re-scope again. Um, And I guess it wasn't that huge of a deal, because you could just quick scope and it was really easy, but I think that could potentially be another thing that they could do, to just, like, not nerf her but it, it just feels like a like i said a quality of life thing where you know like if you're playing any other game that has a sniper rifle like you don't see your entire screen you see your scope and yeah, yeah. it shouldn't like they changed that and i'm not really sure what their reasoning was for changing it like they didn't really say anything when they did change it so it's like hey okay, why did you do this and like what was the reasoning behind it and can you please put it back
0: <laughs> right right mitch you, you have a comment
1: yeah, sure. I think I think it's just something that goes hand in hand with playing sniper classes is spatial awareness. And I think this will challenge players to have that. Even if your Dolby Atmos is turned up to a hundred, you're still gonna <laughs> have to be aware and you won't be able to be scoped in twenty four seven. I think Jason covered it fairly well. I mean, it's not necessarily a nerf to a DPS because obviously if you stay scoped in, obviously you can recharge fairly quickly, but it is the mobility. That is a big deal, especially when you can see when you see widows that can actually sort of jump and then scope as they're jumping and land pretty much land and be ready to the fire again mm-hmm. uh it also does yeah to a degree makes you more static which will change your positioning you can't play as riskily anymore and i think that uh, you know that that's going to make a big difference to the way she's played and what blizzard do want to do is obviously make changes at a certain level let's say at a casual level that don't wreck things at pro level and vice versa right this is a good way to do it where mm-hmm. you know that guys like links etc are going to be clicking heads it doesn't affect them so much but it still has a strong impact at the at ca- The casual level, which is, uh, to be fair, still the most important thing, getting people into the game.
0: Yeah, Infra's so Infra also the ultimate increased by ten percent. So they were they were saying that it was just happening too much. Um, yeah, I think that's probably right too. I, I feel like when I'm playing it, it's just like I just could constantly see you know just wall hacks the entire time when I read a pretty good Widowmaker. So uh, any thoughts on that? Just a subtle thing. The wall uh, hacks, I, you know, just the the yeah, infra the infra site, the, uh, oh, the basically cost of increasing. Yeah, yeah. Thank
2: God. Thank God.
0: <laughs> right. There's nothing exactly. more
2: frustrating than like being thirty <laughs> seconds into a game and a widow gets
1: like three headshots and oh hey she can see me you now. Yeah. yeah, I think also that's as well a another thing, thing too. Mm-hmm. The thing that's on yeah. Blizzard's radar really strongly is actually teams with more than one widow. Maker because the rec- the recon visor uptime you can actually have from two is busted. It's busted, and they have said that specifically. And, and our conversation with them said this is something that we think is is possibly more busted than Double Monkey <laughs> right. in some ways. You know, I mean, right. but, but you can see the way they're thinking, right? Of course, because at a casual level, having hack for the whole game because you have two Widow Makers is pretty broken.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. So we'll we'll have to see how that changed I mean, it doesn't sound like I mean Widows going anywhere, anyways. I mean Widows, I feel like it's just going to be a potentially a permanent thing in the meta and at least until we get a lot more more characters uh but this should this should help at least quality of life for a lot of the ca- more casual players for sure at least the zenyatta okay. players <laughs> i think the tracer players are probably still pr- hard to hit at the casual level um okay yeah just-
3: tracer has a shit ton of mobility to get around with <laughs> yeah, like is just like i'm going to float around and die instantly at anything that spams me
0: well, it's like you just have to stay hidden all the time. It's just like, dude, but I want to throw my balls because they're <laughs> they're pretty awesome, so, which is hard
3: in itself because of it's LOS. So
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, so it looks like there's a few other bug fixes, uh, which you know, pretty minor, I, I think. They're Definitely good that they're fixing bugs, but um, yeah, first balance well, apparently change. Apparently, the mercy
2: one's a little is uh, a little wrong.
0: Is it literally
2: is it? like 10 minutes ago? I saw a video of uh, Steel testing. The Mercy change where yeah. she doesn't get 0% from someone attacking a shield. Well, she was still getting 0% with Mercy. Oh, so it wasn't I even fixed. Know. Okay. I'm not sure if that was it's officially fixed
0: correctly or he
2: was doing something different, but he was literally damage amp- Not sure what's going on with that. Hmm. Okay. But it's interesting. Makes things a lot a lot better. because I, I was mean, specifically you could trying to not
3: damage those people that were hitting Reinhardt's shield because I didn't want to like use the bug. It's <laughs> like, okay, he's hitting S.H.I.E.L.D., I'm going to go do something else now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Any thoughts on just Mercy's ultimate, just charging? I mean, it's definitely the the most, uh, I, I mean, the fastest ultimate charger, in my opinion. I mean, and, and we see a lot of reses because of it. You guys think it's in a good spot right now, in terms of the frequency?
1: Uh, No, because the whole reason that they removed... uh, ultimate charge from receiving damage was this reason, right? (laughs) Right. It's like you're deliberately taking damage and if you think of a core philosophy of this game, you kind of don't want to do that, right? So... To, be to charge a Mercy ult off that, I think there are some contradictions to g- core game design that maybe need to be questioned a little bit as well when you're actually encouraging someone to take damage. I mean, to a degree, you've got a mechanic like that in Zarya, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. uh, I don't know if I really agree with the philosophy of that one in terms of charging well, to up. To be fair... What, what else are you going to do right? to get the ultimate?
2: To be fair, I, I like what they did with Mercy because she was mostly more based around... Resing one or two people on your team, and then fighting off of that, not not sitting there waiting back for your entire team to die. But that's the way she's played now because it can be abused that way. Because she does get ultra so fast, she can afford to let her entire team die, force enemy team to use their ultimates, and they have their ultimates ready to go. But I like the idea of her being like a you know res one or two people on the fly kind of thing. I, I feel like that's a good change for her instead of being like a entire AOE team res. But she's just being abused currently
1: in that yeah. situation it's like a, a pro level, right? Not like a mass res, but I think like yeah, the idea yeah, exactly. of skirmish reses. But there's, like, there's little one player switch to swing the fight. Yeah,
0: yeah, but there's, I mean, the, the change is more of a, a, a super... I mean, it, it doesn't change the fact that she still can do full team reses, right? She, it's just the difference is... She's still getting the, the ultimates fast enough to do but both. But the difference
3: is now she has to put herself in positions where if you're... Like, it's not very often you see a Mercy pull off a full team res and stay alive afterwards. It's like you pull mm-hmm. off a full team res and you're dead. So yeah. it's not like before where she could pull off a full team res from like spawn. Well, that and, <laughs> I mean that like, changed. You know what I mean? No there has to be some give and take with with her, and like I, it might seem a little bit biased coming from me, but um, I think maybe if they added like five percent more, like it takes an extra five percent, like they did with Widow with a ten percent. Yeah. Um, I think that would be okay, but the reason like. I Think that they made it so the charge is faster is because they nerfed the res range so hard and it kind of compensates for the fact that you can't res as many people most of the time, so mm-hmm. it gives you ult more frequently to try and compensate for that, which I think is okay. I just it might be too much, so making it take like five percent more than it currently does, yeah, might be a good thing. I think 10 would probably be too much, um, but I think five percent would
0: be fine, yeah. I mean, it's been a while as long since as it's
3: not damage boosting off shield. So, <laughs> right. As long as I that. D- did
0: she that. cut out or is that just me? No. No. I think it was oh, just you. Okay.
2: Yeah. That's been happening to me the entire day, I guess. Oh, okay. Um, For Mercy, for me, though, I feel like I'm okay with the potential for a master res because, I mean, like Shade said, you, you go and you die. You don't really get away from that one safely. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think we're starting to see more teams realize that, hey, the entire team is trying to sacrifice themselves. Let's have someone go hunt their mercy because we know generally yeah. where they're gonna be hiding, kill her, and the entire team just got white for no reason. Um I feel like it's it's maybe a mechanic that teams are just starting to finally get around to working around mm-hmm. and to actually like shutting down. But at the same time Yeah, it's just it's maybe it's too powerful. Maybe it's like you can only it's... res like three max or something at a time. Maybe they add a limit to it or something. And then you don't need to change your old percent time or yeah. how quickly it charges. actually,
0: that's not a bad suggestion. Just well, why no not limit. just
3: run two mercies in non-hero limit tournaments? Because
0: there's,
2: there's no point running. Two <laughs> I know. Why, why would you, you need? You need the speed boost bad. to actually yeah. be effective with like a team. You're I don't think I ever see two that. mercies. At the I don't moment. like
3: putting. I don't like putting a limit on it. There's it, there's pros and cons to resing five people. Like I said, you're pretty much never going to get off a five man ulti or four man ulti and stay alive afterwards. So putting a limit on it is just kind of like.
0: I mean, there absolutely there's definitely give and take to. I mean, it's pretty exciting to have a five man just res too. I mean, it's, it can be just you know game winning and play of the game type of thing, right? Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's just a suggestion, you know. Just I mean, there's definitely levers that we can play with with mercy, and it's been a while since that original change, right, Shade? It's been, gosh, when 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 was that original change where they
3: immediately after beta phase uh, two started?
0: Yeah, so. January? February? The game came back
3: up and that's what happened yeah, and that's yeah. also the same time that they included the flying to dead allies
0: mm-hmm. and then
3: two weeks later they removed that and then a week later added it back in.
0: Yeah, yeah, so it's been a while and I think just all the Mercy players have gotten much better just at using it and I think we're to the point where it needs some kind of tweak so even if it is increasing the ultimate totally just... Uh, Percentage pool that that would help in a way, but right now, I mean, even just at more of a casual level, not like the pro level, I I feel like I'm getting mercy ults every 15 20 seconds like, easy, like super easy. And yeah, I'm I'm rezzing just one or two guys because I know I can just get it in another 15 seconds. That's on
3: your team, too, right? Yeah, if if your team has three tanks on it, then yeah, you're gonna get res all the time because there's so much health to heal. I'm pretty sure it takes, um, I mean, it used to, I'm not sure if it's the same now, but it takes around 800 HP healed to get a hundred percent alt alt charge on mercy
0: Mm,
3: so if you're running three tanks each of them have like 600 400 to 600 hp you're gonna have res literally all the time if they're taking damage yeah
0: yeah so
3: you have to take that into consideration too it's not just how fast your alt charges it's how many people on your team have a generally large health pool so that you have more health to heal
0: right right
3: okay three tanks has been pretty common lately so
0: yeah definitely
3: Okay, well, let's, uh,
0: let's move on from the patch and let's talk about a little bit of news, or at least some team news or maybe just, just some Overwatch news around the world. Uh, so the latest thing that we've heard, uh, at least from, I uh, see, I got this Daily Dot article here about Manchester United and Fnatic fighting over a team. Uh, Find over an Overwatch team. And uh, for those of you who don't know Manchester United uh, or those that don't follow football or soccer, depending on what country you're from, uh, Manchester United is a very, very large, uh, you know, soccer football organization. I mean, they're best, they're most known for it. Uh, You know, they make something like 500 million in revenue and uh, they're definitely a huge player in sports. So having Manchester United enter the space, that's a, that's a big deal for sure. And them, Competing with Fnatic over a, a team is pretty interesting. Fnatic obviously being an, uh, just a, an organization in esports for a long time. So, first question: Which team do you think they're fighting over? Because it's all speculation at this point. Reunited. Reunited. Okay. Yeah. Everybody just agree on reunited basically being it. Um.
1: Look, Mitch I has more info on that. I think it's probably reunited at this stage. I mean. There's also, like, bearing this in mind as well, there's also a trend uh, of these clubs that we've seen in the past to actually pick up teams of majority or nationality of where they're from, right? Mm -hmm. Schalke, for example. Elements is a primarily German team. Besiktas, Santos FC, who picked up a a battlefield team, which is obviously a footnote, but still. uh, You know, so there, you know, I was thinking, wait a minute, you know, like, maybe you know I would have expected him to go for more of like if there was a dignitas team for example that would make a lot of sense um mm. that that's that just that's just the trend right i think it's probably i think it's probably reunited and only because um speaking to drunks who used to play with Fnatic back in battlefield who play with too easy more valitaja he's mm. now management staff for Fnatic. he works under Khan and i had a chat with him at IEM we mm-hmm. or at the same hotel um and he said yeah i mean to, uh, yeah, at the start, reunited, or too easy, mostly, I'm sure, Eric. <laughs> uh, he asked for a lot of money, more than we thought was justified for a team playing a game that was still in beta. Right. But he said... But we said, yeah, we'd definitely look at picking him up again in the future if we can see a return on investment, which is why teams are still learning that they have to provide to Orcs. Uh, so <laughs> I think it's quite likely that we would have seen, you know, those guys, Fnatic, turn back around because they're players that are known to the Orc, even, you know, Winghaven as well, you know. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're all known to known very well with that. They're close with management staff. They were with them for so long over multiple games. I mean, mm-hmm. we've got Titanfall and then Battlefield, right? So I think it's most likely, yeah.
0: Okay, any other potentials? I mean, there's a convention of maybe it's creation in here too, but uh, yeah, all those all those connections definitely point towards United, at least in my opinion.
3: I mean, Reunited is technically like the only team in Europe that's not like signed. Reunited is their org. You know what I mean? They're not like signed to another org. Like Reunited is their thing, right? Right. Like they left Fnatic originally, and then they made their own thing and called Mm -hmm. it reunited so I'd say they're like taking that into consideration they're the only team that's not which makes sense
0: Mm okay okay well, one of them, you know, one of them will end up with you know the team or not, and then when the other organization is probably still gonna have to look for another team. So uh, definitely exciting having big organizations like this. And in this article, it says Red Eye has been, I think, helping consulting with a British football club. <laughs> so I think that's the only British football club I know of, at least. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Definitely cool. You guys see a lot more sports organizations, like big sports organizations, like Man U getting into overwatch any hear of any back or any, any kind of rumors of other ones no i don't comment. really
2: understand why overwatch is the first game that right. a sports organization would get into when you have games like cs who've already proven themselves and well,
3: maybe Cheaper? you know something about blizzard's plans that other people don't
1: maybe they just it's, want to get them cheap while they can it's, yeah, yeah, yeah it's probably I mean, it's probably more interesting as well mm-hmm. It's an image thing, right. Uh, think about it as well, I, like, and to see, yes, I think it has global appeal, but there are certain associations and themes that that game has that maybe aren't super accessible to many people in, in the current political and social climate. Uh, it, like, for example, I'm talking around the point a bit, but maybe maybe in Britain there is there is a football club that doesn't want to, you know, sponsor a team who plays against terrorists or is terrorists or, you know, that's just a thought, right? <laughs> wow. but, okay. Um, Do you know what I mean? Like, because Kenneth Strike has some themes that some people may not find palatable. And when you're, when you're looking, uh, you know, at being a company or or a football club where it's such a wide appeal to so many different people. These are things you need to be careful of. Yeah. I mean, which is great. It's like a Pixar movie, right? It doesn't really offend anyone because all the butts have been taken out now. So I guess it's far more <laughs> reasonable for that kind of game. And yeah, I mean, it's got potential. I don't know what Blizzard would have told Manchester United. I doubt they would have said much, to be honest, to Man United, even if they are a big club. But maybe they see the marketing budget. They see what Blizzard are willing to spend on it. And they realize that there is a market there and that it is a worthwhile investment.
0: Yeah. It's not a place to just try out. I mean, you're getting into esports for the first time, don't want to spend too much money. You know, why not, why not throw a flyer at one of these these teams, especially a good team? You know, definitely be prudent about which team you choose. Well,
2: it's not really going to cost them too much, yeah, to be honest, right, considering exactly. what they already do make.
0: It's kind of, yeah, that's true. Um, okay.
3: Uh, I do find it interesting that, like, it's Manchester United versus Fanatic. Like, I feel <laughs> yeah. like Manchester United kind of has a foot up there. <laughs> Like price. No well, yeah, like, I mean they
0: have all the relationships.
3: Monetary income, I'm pretty sure if you were to like compare the two yearly, you know, revenue, Manchester United probably is in the lead a little well, bit yeah. there. We so. also have
2: to keep in mind like how much are they willing to spend how much of a budget do they really have? Like, yeah, they have deeper pockets than Fnatic, but when it comes to esports, are they only willing to spend a hundred grand in a year
1: to sign a team? And who's their like, staff? You know, if yeah, they exactly. got people that know esports, look at Schalke. I honestly don't think Schalke forks that much money in. I think Schalke pay what they have to pay to stay competitive in that market, mm-hmm. because, and then just stick with it. Because yeah, I mean, it's some exposure, but I know German football fans, and having football teams obviously a lot bigger. So I don't, I, I kind of, I think personally that these big teams will probably just sit around the middle and maybe offer slightly better than you know what most teams offer, but I wouldn't say a huge amount better. Yeah, you know, maybe if they got into a bidding war, then maybe I guess they'd have to to outbid Fnatic. But yeah, I don't
0: know. When it comes to a bidding war, guys, it's not just about money, too. I mean, like like Mitch was saying, there's a previous relationship that's already there, and that's why you know that, that might be a big reason why Fnatic is you know in the running too. So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm sure we'll find out in the, really soon. <laughs> These things don't usually take that long. Uh, especially, I mean, especially since this
3: information has been released too I can't imagine it's gonna take that's them right
0: that's what I mean exactly too uh, some other team news splice has a new team uh, has some some faces you know that that are definitely or names that are familiar to us uh, in the competitive scene especially you know in the beta scene if you guys were uh, watching competitive back then guys like clockwork pure pop Smurf uh, flames even steel like we've seen a lot of these guys on different teams and it looks like they're coming together. For, can we uh, just talk princess. about
3: how amazing pure's picture is
0: <laughs> yeah
3: that's hilarious
0: oh my gosh
3: that is such a sure. good picture. Did
0: you, that's the one thing about esports oh yeah like they're it's much better nowadays than it used to be but it's man, so headshots it's so pure guys we need too. like headshots. if you
3: if you watch his stream or you know anything about him like i saw that picture and i was like yeah yep that's
0: that's, that's him <laughs> uh, any thoughts on this this team guys jason
2: yeah, did Flame have to take a gym selfie? Like
0: really? <laughs> that's true. Jesus. I didn't even notice that until now.
3: Wait, who took a gym selfie? <laughs> Flame. Oh, he half, yeah. no naked dude in, in the bathroom. locker room. No,
2: that's, that's, the, locker room.
1: Is, that's I mean, the locker room.
0: of the... locker oh, room? Is it okay? All right. It's got sinks. It's got sinks. Still He still here, has, his, he still
1: has his pump, right? So what better time to take a, <laughs> a menacing selfie?
0: <laughs> <topic? laughs> should at least He like Should have done like a picture, Zarya picture, pose or something. You know, that would have been been sweet
1: like candid game oppose oh.
0: great all right thoughts on this team contender potential contender i
2: mean they already have been playing together it's not like yeah, it's a new team true. A they're true. fine i yeah. go mccree true they haven't really yeah. accomplished too much yet but mm-hmm. they have good players um yeah they mm-hmm. have potential i'm not gonna say they don't but they haven't really proven too much lately or at least yet like it's cool to see all these big names coming together for a team and, you know, being picked up by a good organization, but mm-hmm. if you don't have results and I don't really care what your team is. Yeah. Um, hence why I always been so hateful to Luminosity, which have finally been able to, to do better recently. Um, but yeah, we'll <laughs> see. We'll see. Like they have an organization, they have a good core team. Now can they buckle down and, and be able to take the likes of Luminosity, MVS, Cloud Nine, you know, be able to take them on in a series. That's my only question.
0: Hey man, the power of fan favorites is actually a real thing, dude. So, so, I mean, results are are in the end you gotta have results. But I mean, know, it's not like having Luminosity big names has ever together. been
3: terrible. We just were only top three for a very short period of time. It fell a little bit.
1: I think everyone yeah, just talk, had high
3: talk expectations. talk about it, like we're the worst exactly. freaking team in the world.
2: I mean, you're not top one. That's only, I mean, come on. If first place is the only place that matters. Fuck is, is top
3: honest. one. Did you just <laughs> say that out loud.
0: <laughs>
2: I'm sorry that it took you know a European team to come to North America to make North America a better region, but yeah, you know, but it, it
3: is it... number one, right, Mitch? North America is number one right now.
2: Yeah, because you have a European team there. <laughs> don't They're you drive me? Team. That's, really like, that's like North North no, that's like moving American. No, that's like moving to NA a Brazilian team. and came to, to North NA America reason, and say, yeah, North North America is the best. Are you serious? <laughs> <are> <laughs> the, they don't,
0: it, don't say North American is the best. Why did they to NA? Everybody knows Luminosity is I mean that's, it's just Jason, team. Not Mitch. He's, this is strange. Yeah, oh, Yes, I mean Jason. Oh right. Yes. Yeah.
3: yeah. Sorry, my cameras are all Apparently an yeah,
2: American Australian accent are, are too similar to tell <laughs> them part. Okay.
3: Well okay. It, cool. you know what? If EU is better than N A, why did NvS come to N A?
2: CAUSE THERE'S A TEAM HOUSE AND THEY'RE BEING PAID TO GO THERE! WHAT <laughs> Astro, THE FUCK DO YOU THINK?! HASTRO COULD'VE PUT A TEAM HOUSE
3: IN YOU NO PROBLEM! HELLO? THEY ALREADY, ha-
1: he already, they already one. HAVE they ONE! In it. They call-
0: already YEAH, have BUT one IT DOESN'T
3: in. MEAN ANYTHING, HE DIDN'T HAVE TO PUT THEM IN THERE. HE DIDN'T FORCE THEM TO BE LIKE, IF YOU'RE GONNA SIGN Envious, YOU GOTTA COME TO NA. AND HOW CAN
2: Astro LIKE, HAVE BETTER CONTROL over a TEAM UNLESS THEY'RE IN NA, IN HIS TIME ZONE? THERE'S no REASON FOR THEM TO NOT GO!
3: He's an org owner. I seriously doubt he has, like, his figure in every no, single No, he doesn't. Okay, he, all you know,
2: right, all Astra right. Astro's that good and committed about his organization and cares that much for his organization that he does have his finger in every pot that he has running. I... have I had the pleasure of being that man. He's a good man. Definitely does work very hard. I'm not hard. saying he's
3: okay. not. I'm saying it doesn't mean that he forced them to come to NA. It was a player choice. NA, who
0: would force okay, someone hey, to, go to NA? The best food in the world did NA. Let's, let's forget about NA and EU for now, alright? <laughs> let's talk a little bit about Korean Overwatch, which we, we uh, talked a little bit about last week. And uh, Doe actually wrote an article for ESPN this past week that, Mitchie, actually, you, you know you, you definitely wanted to talk about this. And actually, I think this is great to talk about too. Uh, it, was, it was with a team owner of uh, maximum impact games gaming and uh, for those of you that aren't familiar with it mig was like one of the first power teams you could say you know in league of legends uh and you know just just being a, a huge huge force in, in league of legends esports in korea and in the world at this point so he has a lot of the experience with with um creating an, an esports team from the ground up in in, in an esport that was Kind of you know in an in, at its infancy in in Korea at the time too, so he's kind of going through the same phase with Overwatch in Korea and you know he taught he had they already have a gaming house they already have their team assembled and practicing they kind of have the A squad and B squad or the you know Frost and Blaze squad you know that type of thing practicing against each other so they have this this setup at least for scrims uh, internally already set up so uh, the article was pretty cool you know definitely giving some insight into you know just what. And there's Korean. It's a, the Korean Overwatch scene really ramping up, and you know everybody always says they're coming, or you know the Koreans are coming. I kind of want to get your thoughts on just you know what this article maybe uh, made you guys think, Mitch.
1: Uh, look, first of all, one thing, uh, why, one reason why I looked at this, and I think it's a great <laughs> illustration because it says volumes about attitude. Your approach to the game, okay. uh, you know, your approach to the scene around the game, your approach to mm-hmm. how you factor into your team and your game. This is, it's so striking here, it really is. Now, Wook says a couple things in this in this article. Uh, some of the more provocative comments uh, would be things like players in places like North America practice in too free of an environment. They want privacy. They want to date girls. <laughs> Korean
0: date players girls are willing
1: to, to give up everything to win. <laughs> We've got a lot of players that are... uh, At this early stage, I'm telling you right now, they're entitled. We have a lot of entitled pro players who are not making the money and who are not putting in maybe as many hours as these guys, right? These guys are going to come eventually... And they're going to do better if they practice more. It's as simple as that. And Wung said, it doesn't matter if Korea doesn't have a strong FPS background. We have dedication. We spend 14 hours a day playing this game. For them, it's not about having the Lamborghini and getting the bitches. It's about sitting down, <laughs> playing the game, and giving up whatever you have to to be the best. Right.
0: Yeah, we've seen that. We've seen that with all, all kinds of esports. You know, Starcraft 2, League of Legends... Uh, and well,
2: StarCraft in particular is like yeah. a really big one over in Korea when it comes mm-hmm. to dedication and training for twelve plus hours a day, and then sleeping, and then waking up and doing it all over again. And if you seem to be, if you're one of the people on the in the gaming house on the team, that's just like oh, I want to watch some TV. Well, you'll probably be replaced next season or even <laughs> B team. That. That's exactly. how hardcore it is. Like, mm-hmm. and there's no way Similar North to America can compete to that. Yeah, and I remember Siegel saying on stream when I was watching him the other day. Say so like right now, Envy's are practicing like twelve hours a day or something like twelve maybe a little bit of an exaggeration, mm-hmm. nine hours I don't remember the exact number, and he says, yeah, they're practicing over double what we are, and there's just no way we can compete with that at the moment um yeah and if if you have Koreans now doing fourteen hours a day, then all right buy an a in Europe and welcome our new Korean overlords
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. and it's it's Sometimes it's not just so you, you're definitely Mitch. You mentioned that the players seem entitled, and I think that is the case for for some of the the players and some of the teams that we see. But at the same time, you know, we do have some teams that are fully committed, like the Envious and and other teams too that are practicing. You know, six, eight, ten hours. I mean, even Rogue. You know, to always talk about their crazy schedule too, right? Um, but you know, when when it comes to working for some of these at least non Korean organizations, do you guys feel like there's more? You know different types of responsibilities from these these organizations that you wouldn't see from a Korean team. Whether it's maybe maybe I mean like streaming, for instance, like is that something that that we'll ha- you know you'll see from something like a North American organization versus Hell, like yeah. way more than that's Korea. what I mean. So it's just like even just the general culture of like the teams and 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 the the monetization aspect of the teams is different here than when I mean, you in look Korea. at
2: like. Uh... Like the money is always in North America when it comes to, to use sports. Like if you're a league player, mm. most the EU's flat or oh, most the EU's went over to North America because you make a ton of money streaming, you make a ton yep. of money with your organization. Right. Uh, even compared to Korea, I can't remember the name off the top of my head. Mitch, you might remember because you have a ridiculously weird memory. Uh, one of the players left to a Chinese team for a million dollars. Oh flame, um, yeah, whatever, yeah, whoever it was. Mm. Left to yeah, million dollars. Like, eventually, money will, will get you, and that's why all the Korean players are leaving, uh, you know, Korea to go to North America or Europe because they can make a lot more money doing it. Um, and I mean, there's uh, so there, there's also, I a... try to think what I can say because I talked to Siegel about this, but I don't remember if it was like off the record or not. But <laughs> oh, gosh, it's just like okay. if you have the option of making, um, you know, $10,000 a month streaming versus maybe winning a tournament and not making anywhere near that. Obviously, as a North American, like the way you're brought up, you'll choose mm-hmm. the streaming, like right. hands down, because you make so much more money. I mean, even if you want to play competitively, that just gives you so much more in the long run. Uh, Easyhoon was the player. Thank you, chat. Thank you, dry cleaner. Um, versus practicing. Like, if if you could make more money playing competitively, I sure as hell would say that most NA players and uh, EU players would stop streaming or or doing all that as much and focus on winning because mm-hmm. you make more in the long run. But it's just money is such a driving factor that I don't think you're going to see... You know these big players stop streaming to to go practice.
0: Yeah, I mean, and you know a lot of this, you know, determination and you know just all in type of philosophy when it, turn, it comes to Korea. I mean, there have been stories too from Korean players that you know the lifestyle that they live is is not one that's it's not healthy, healthy at all. At all. So a lot of these folks are choosing not to live that lifestyle. Not not only just for for, um, you know, just as a career and, and just the amount of money they make, it's just it's just not healthy for them just to be playing well, like you that. You compare
2: it to, like, professional sports. You don't mm-hmm. see them practicing 14 hours a day because your body physically <laughs> right. won't be able to handle it right. and be able to perform at the level you need it to. But that again, who who who, is, who am I to say, Korea? no, you can't, 14 hours, stop, guys. That's too much. You're limited <laughs> to six hours a day of practicing, and that's yeah. it. Like, who the fuck like, can say that to them and have them respect it? No one. Well,
3: you have to take into consideration, too, that, like, streaming this early in the game's, like, lifespan is extremely important to the game lasting. Like, Mm -hmm. right now, there isn't a whole lot of competitive streamers that reach the number. I mean, there isn't any other competitive streamers that reach the numbers that Seagull does. Most of the people that Mm -hmm. get, like, really big streaming numbers that are streaming Overwatch right now are, like, variety streamers or people that came from another FPS game, like, Tim the Tapman has been playing a lot of Overwatch. He came from Um, So like the, the, I guess, longevity of the game from an eSports perspective is kind of going to depend on whether or not people want to watch the game as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Think, does that make sense? So I don't know. I think, yes, it's super important for programming a lot and getting really good at the game, but it's also really important to support the community as a whole. Um, and teach people and that's going to come from like these really good competitive players streaming
0: yeah they, yeah they just don't necessarily overlap i guess is, is and also what so mitch to get brought out. up
3: earlier mm-hmm. like giving back to your org and like profitability for an org signing a team a lot of that also comes from your social standing like as a player right if you're super popular you have a really good mm-hmm. twitch following you have a really good um like twitter twitter numbers um that's going to make you more of a viable candidate to be picked up by an organization as a competitive player. And that's something that's yeah. been more and more important over the years. So mm-hmm. that's got I mean, a lot to do with here, it as
1: well. Here's the thing, right? I don't feel it's viable right now for a lot of pro, pro players to stream because, and the, the the reason is, is because if someone wants to watch like a, a pro player or who plays a DPS class, uh, we don't need to say who they're going to be watching, right? Nothing annoys me more than... Wanting to watch a pro player stream and Seagulls not streaming, and it's like girls to rule, tin the tap man, and these are good players, right? But they're not, they're not committed to the game. I want to support someone who's committed to the scene, right? And I have to scroll down five fucking pages to find links streaming for six viewers, and I just want to throw my TV out the window. And then the reason why this is, of course, is because we still have a divide between the casual and the competitive community, right? So it, it just goes with, it just comes with the territory. But until that that gap is divided, and there's a uh, until that gap is bridged. Sorry, and there's a few ways of doing it. One is streaming, although i don't feel it's that worthwhile for players to sacrifice their their practice schedule f- for that right now as well and the longevity, longevity of the game i think for the next while is going to more heavily reside on it being a good game which it is mm-hmm. i mean it'll help definitely but what it'll probably more do is actually cr- create that connection between the casual and, and, the, and the pro community of it um so yeah I, and but I th- think- that's the problem i
3: but there is a correlation between watching a competitive player stream and feeling passionate about watching esports as well. So, like, yeah, if you're just watching a casual, like, variety streamer play Overwatch, there's a difference between that and then being heavily invested and in also watching the competitive scene as well. well like, if you well, look at League of Legends, for example, you see the top streamers in League of Legends are generally also like competitive players in LCS as well. Aside from like the few,
0: I mean, there there are some that are just are, like
3: personality streamer
0: there are some correlations but in in the end streaming is a completely different beast like us trying to like you know connect the two is somewhat of a it's just it's it's probably not worth the time because it's just what people feel like is entertaining you know like i could throw out hearthstone for instance right like all the best hearthstone players aren't necessarily the top streamers i mean it's just the most entertaining people you know like people's personalities that they gravitate towards and whether it's because you're learning stuff you know from a high level pro and somebody's very articulate at explaining it like somebody like, like seagull is uh, or it's just you know somebody that's just funny right and that's what you see for more of these like variety streamers that are you know decent at the game not not pro level but they're funny and they're entertaining and they they say funny shit and then the twitch chat loves that stuff right um, it, you're not gonna. You're never gonna get a pro like kind of StarCraft. You know, back when like Flash streamed for the first time, or J did for the first time, and people literally will just watch you play with no cam, no talking, nothing. I mean, that, that's not gonna happen anymore. You know, like these days, and at least with this current era of streaming. There's something
2: Shade said that like really kind of shows the difference between North America, and Korea. Excuse me. Um, so she said that like streaming is a good way to to. Fuck! What was, the, what was the phrase you used to get back to your organization? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, a sequel streaming for luminosity—it gives back to them because investors will see them and stuff like that. I think the difference between North America and Korea is, is that in Korea, the return on investment you get from players is winning, and sponsors want to see teams that win and will put their money behind right. teams that win versus someone who gets
0: stream numbers. But that's not. I think maybe that's also a them. big. Oh, it is profitable oh, for it is them. Profitable. It's just. A, it's just a different very profitable. Yeah, not it's... on
3: the same. Okay, so yeah, sure, like. Depending it's, on what the prize pools of the events are that they're winning, it's then, not yeah, the it's prize pools that they get
2: money off of. The it's, yeah. You look at Fnatic CS team; it, this winning tournament isn't what gets them money. It's the sponsorships that they get. It's like the personal apparel that they sell. It's mm-hmm. their name and like, whatever they have say to say offer. It's not their a their value Twitter
3: comes from an extremely popular, like pro player as well. Like, I don't think.
0: What's well, the different? It's like a different way of getting. It's it's all in the end. It's all about getting. You know, views or impressions or whatnot for a lot of these sponsors, and you know, these big organizations sponsoring the teams and things like that. You know, they they need to land six, seven-digit contracts. Like, yeah, it's totally the, different. The general in feeling
3: in in North America and I think even like Europe too, maybe is that like popular players are worth a lot to an org. Like winning teams are awesome. I mean, Cloud Nine is proof of that. But at the same time, like. Popular players are still going to bring a lot to an organization.
2: Yeah, that's the but yeah. that's the difference between I think yeah. the Western world and Korea, is that sponsors and organizations see more value in people that can win because that makes them more money than people who can promote their their brand. Like, right. yeah, I think that's like the major difference, and that's why you see people training for fourteen hours a day compared to in you North know, America where they don't train nearly that much because there's just the what you look where the money is, and the money in Korea is winning. The money in the Western world is is streaming and sponsorships like that.
0: Yeah. Well, it'll definitely be interesting to see when the Koreans do come full force into FPS, and Overwatch seems to be the most likely candidate given how popular it is in the PC bongs right now, and uh, just overall, you know, just the this whole animated theme—it's just perfect for. I just think the, the Korean, uh, you know, culture there. So, uh, I think we're going to be seeing it soon. W- will we see an ESL tournament with a Korean team anytime soon, guys?
3: Um, the first Onog, we had a.
0: He had a Chinese, no, that Chinese, was Chinese Chinese team, yeah, yeah, which is cool too. I mean, definitely, there's a lot of stuff going on in Chinese. I know Ben or he's really rough for Washington. them though. Why? Oh, ping's really rough. Yeah, ping's really Ping, rough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um,
3: I think it would have to be like a closed region tournament if we were to see anything,
2: like, large. Scale. Well, there were some tournaments, we're right? Like, people, there wasn't like, anything yeah. big, but there were yeah, a couple. Or at least
0: one i know of yeah there was one video. there was one pretty I big one in korea the, uh,
2: was
3: it the ogn production
0: that <laughs> yeah, they did yeah before
3: launch that was yeah. incredible probably that's like watching league of legends ogn it was really fun
0: yeah i mean we're gonna see that for sure i mean ogn i can promise you we'll have a league and shoot i mean i don't know any details but i would i would be super surprised if they don't have a league by the end of the summer or at least by the end of this year uh, so that that would be cool. We'll see some, some cool suits and from the casters I mean, and everything. <laughs> I, be I almost
2: <laughs> bet there's going to be something big going on there. Like There yeah. has to be. With that many people playing the game in, in Korea yeah, and these teams popping up, there's going to be a big
1: thing yeah. built around them. Yeah. With a the company yeah. like OGN as well, who are so good at what they do, there's no way that they won't do something, whether they're approached by Blizzard or otherwise.
0: Yeah. Absolutely.
3: I think their biggest difficulty with it will be the same thing that everyone else will have difficulty with, which is the spectating and observing of the game.
1: That'll sort itself out, I feel. In
0: yeah. Time. Well, I mean, and they're they're usually good about trying to innovate and try you know try new things. They they definitely are willing to put in you know whatever resources necessary. And sometimes we see some crazy sets right on OGN. So I would not be surprised if they're the first people to put I don't know like five to eight people on spec specing and see how that works well, out. Cool. The
2: rising had three observers, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Three
0: observers and a director. I know they had three, but I don't know how many work at the same time. And a director. I think they were all working I, at the same time and the director would call, call shots.
2: Before we go too far off topic, but I loved what they did with the picture in picture of having like a mm-hmm. camera over the payload that was there and then action of a first person. But I know we're running low on time. And I know we need yeah.
0: to move yep. forward. Yes, into exactly. the, the EU one and EU teams to play in the NA one. So, uh, so
2: it, only thing I'll say to that, because I don't want to like go too much about it, is just that in the in the closed beta, I understood because there wasn't 64 teams, so you needed to fill the the, 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 the sign ups. But now that there's so many extra teams that want to play, but they're on a waiting list, put on hold over like Europeans playing with American tournament. That mm-hmm. that I kind of just like, eh, that needs to
1: change.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree with that. That's I think, not all I'll say. Yeah. Mitch, thoughts?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, in terms of that, I, I probably would just agree. I mean, uh, it kind of speaks for itself, and I don't really know why it hasn't been addressed yet. But uh, again, it's not me
0: mm. doing it. I mean, it. to be fair,
1: they're getting so a sure they shitload of reason, viewers. Right? Like they had 20K like, last week, and if I'm not mistaken. It's like, yeah, yeah. So here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. You want your quarterfinals or your semi-finals to have all the, the best teams, whether whatever region they're in. I understand that from a marketing perspective, but you're shitting on the players that want to get experience up against these guys by letting uh, the other half of the bracket be filled in the first round with like four top teams to meet you. Like, come on guys. It's, it's a no brain. Yeah,
0: Build up a storyline. You know what I mean? Like let's build up the regions. And then if you want to do something cool, just bring them together, you know, for an awesome ghosty of gamers event, you know, just a big event, right. With a huge prize. I mean, I think that would be, be cool, but, with so many teams wanting to play, I, I think it is time to start region locking to a degree. Or at least region locking period, at least for these weeklies. Um,
3: I mean, ono did it okay. I think yeah. they had kind of like open qualifiers where they didn't really... I don't think they had a team limit. They might have.
0: No, there was a they team ran limit two, sure.
3: They ran two weeks of qualifiers.
0: Yeah, and like it, it was like 128ers. So. It, 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 there were yeah. a lot of no, teams. No, well, just yeah. Friday
3: night alone, like last Friday night, was 124 mm-hmm. teams.
1: That one
0: Jeez, night. That's that's yeah. nuts. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't imagine admitting so, for it. Yeah.
1: But three hundred and sixty-eight teams. I mean,
0: yeah. Well, I do want to say, you know, congratulations to, to Reunited for winning the EU one and Envious again for winning the NA. Envious won both of them last week, so you know, Reunited uh in some ways, you know, upsetting Envious, I guess, to a degree this this week, at least in EU. Uh and then LG, LG had a pretty good run too. They got to the finalists of NA. So, um, we're getting there. Yeah, so Shade,
2: you always say I'm biased towards luminosity or I'm always against luminosity. Here you go. Here's proof that I'm not. Yeah, reunited. You won one tournament. What's who cares? Win more. All right, you win one term. Everyone gets lucky once in a while. Let's see you win a couple more turns before I call you like our number one team in Europe. All right. I'll talk shit to any team. I don't care. God. What the hell? Okay, wow. I've known Reunited for so long. Like, yeah, you won a tournament. I mean, yeah, they're getting better. You were shit when the game came out originally in the closed beta. You're not the they're not getting, that they're getting shit on boat. by
1: melties, so that's... Yeah, <laughs> well,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're getting
2: better, true. yeah, but consistency. Let's see some of that. They're starting also, to
0: get consistent. I can't, man, right? I mean, really I think the last no, I think
3: Too Easy months. is actually my favorite player in the whole game.
0: What? know
2: him he's, for like a year and a half and then say he that talks again? so
3: <laughs> much; it's fantastic. You <laughs> so good.
0: He is really funny. Like um,
3: I watch Reunited games just to watch chat on the side of the screen to see what he's gonna type. It's the greatest thing ever.
2: Oh, you should see him. You should see him raging back in Battlefield. He had. He would find always something oh, to complain gosh. about. Always something to complain about.
0: <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, let's talk about Onag too. So Onog had uh, their group A. I believe, this past week, this past weekend. And Group A was a pretty stacked group. I mean, I had Cloud9, LG, uh, Rogue, and uh, NG Blue, as well as B, what was that, B Fly? Fly. Yeah, B Fly B at Fly, the end. Yeah. Yeah, um, so lots of good, some good matches there, too. I was watching, I was trying to catch up on those VODs, too, last night. Uh, LG played well there, too. So, I mean, you guys doing well. Cloud9 looked their, like their dominant self, Um I mean, not much to say, really. I mean, cloud Nine's just been solid. It's really just been a matter of just, like, putting Cloud9 and Envious together and seeing, like, having them duke it out, just continually over and over to see who who's the best team right now.
1: I think the more impo- interesting part of this is actually the lower side of the brackets, uh, okay. or the group, should I say, even mm-hmm. in the top. Um, you know, like Rogue, for example, of course, you know, we're seeing the effects of the removal of IDDQD and Toxican coming in now as well, yeah. and they are going to take some time. You you can't replace a player like I did the QD. You, I'm, I'm almost certain that you have to build your team differently, actually, when you don't have someone like him to play around it now. Many people may disagree with me, but hearing... Can I, can I say something uh, on that? Sure.
2: <laughs> is that because... No, no, sorry, not to cut you off, but like I think it's it's also a good thing for him, too, because you have wins, which I know bitch and I have talked about this, and I know he's on the same page with me, um, is that you have wins, who's a ridiculously good aimer, wasn't shoot mania, still is. Maybe he can switch to DPS role, and they can find a new support.
1: Yeah. He should never play Lucio in the first place. He hates it. I hate watching him play Lucio as well because I know what the guy can do. So I mean, uh, and even on that as well, Northern Gaming Blue, uh, and I find them really interesting to watch in general. You know. It's interesting to see now as well. Like they got that one win there as well. Of course, against B Fly, who we were all wondering where the hell outsider was going to end up after he was removed, uh, obviously yeah. from Flat Earth Creation. Like where to go? He was well, in the kind Experiment of a weird a situation
3: too because RDA was playing with them for their qualifier games
0: mm-hmm.
3: as a sub or stand-in, and then he wasn't there for the rest of their games afterwards.
0: So,
1: talk to the admins about that one.
0: <laughs> oh. All right. All I don't.
1: Right. I, I don't know. I mean, that, yeah, it's, it's that's interesting. The only reason I say this is because Outsider has had trouble sticking in teams, and I, it's always the same reason that I get from him, from people about him, right? Even the guys that play with him in PKD, in Dirty Bomb, and all these other games said the same thing: is that it's just not easy to gel with him. Sometimes he's quite a, a strong personality. I feel, and he hasn't really managed to settle. So, I mean, as a footnote, I'd be interested to see how long he stays with Fly, especially if their results aren't improving. We'll see. Well, they
3: dropped out of the tournament.
1: Yeah, they forfeited. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, okay. I yeah. We'll I can't to, wait to see nubris I mean, actually. Like yeah, in b yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. I can't wait to see yeah. them. Like, it's yeah, so cool to see.
3: team. Well, they don't really the exist anymore.
0: They don't exist anymore. What nubris Oh, doesn't really exist anymore. They're still playing in this thing together, though, right?
1: I don't know uh... what the roster is gonna be. What? Dad, let's just say, let's just what say, what's going on, expect- on, dude? So
0: like three,
3: six of the teams split and went to different directions to see them. So they're like, I don't even know if they could qual. Like, can they even play?
0: <laughs> Man, what is this? Oh, God. oh I-, I
3: would say, you know, like if I was admitting this the way I had to admit the first one, it would be you have to play with four, six of your roster that you qualified with.
0: I think and that's fair. Yeah,
3: Nubris is not 4-6 anymore. Like I'm pretty sure it's three six has split oh, up and if, gone if, yeah. different
1: directions. Yeah, I think half of it has actually split. I'm pretty so,
3: sure. Oh, that's a little like it's not the same team anymore.
0: <laughs> where where did half go then? Yeah. Mitch, you said half of them went somewhere.
1: Oh I, I, yeah, I I know that Stroop, uh, Stoop Custer and and Cool Matt. I think they're still playing together um i I think they're forming a new team though like Mm. like completely that new team so i don't have a name yet though is it
2: going (laughs) to be an iteration of hubris and nubris
0: (laughs) (laughs) zubris yeah
2: (laughs) hubris let's try z
0: (laughs) exactly let's go straight to the end and
3: i think i could be wrong but i think id was trying out for liquid
0: Wow. Maybe. Okay. Do, yeah, that's true. We didn't
2: really. Put I don't in remember. That, uh, don't, don't quote me on gone. that. I
3: could be wrong, but I, I don't think. I don't think i will be
1: playing for Liquid. I can say that with a relative degree of confidence. Wow.
0: Okay. All right. Well, we're gonna have to see what happens there. I hope there's not forfeits there either, because that always sucks. Just for, you know, just all the, the fans and spectators too. Uh, but this group's pretty stacked too. I mean, I'm I'm excited to see what happens here uh, for this coming weekend. And for those of you not familiar, I guess, with the format, play this the groups, I think, this this uh, weekend and then the following weekend, I think, is just the whole finals, just between the, the top teams in both groups, I believe. So, uh, yeah, definitely follow this if you can. It's all the top teams, so <laughs> definitely good stuff.
2: I mean, if you put Creation in there instead of B5, that yeah. would probably be the most stacked
0: tournament that we've seen. That's true. Literally the best. Yeah, th- the teams were the best Did Creation best not
2: qualify? Like, I don't actually know why they're not in there. Did I sign off people?
3: They might not have wanted to play on NA
0: servers. Oh, I remember hearing something like that. Yeah.
2: It's $15,000. Just play do it, like right?
0: NA.
3: Well, Reunited <laughs> is scrimming on, scrimming on NA, like, a lot. Right yeah, most now, of your it helps teams them are get now. rid of, like, getting used to the ping. So mm-hmm. maybe Creation didn't want to do that. Yeah. I don't
2: know. Yeah creation
3: Please. <laughs> I'm not saying that's the reason why. I'm just saying that it might be. I could see that being a reason.
0: Just, just reminding everybody, all these terms that we talked about are have all been single hero limits, uh, and you know, generally speaking, I, th- I think it's, I think it's been fine. I mean, I think we had, we have this conversation a lot, but any, any new comments, I guess, about that? Anything you guys noticed this week that? I mean, it's a lot I of the same comms. See. I see a lot of the same comms, but that's to be expected.
2: I will. So more of not one hero limit or sorry, more of against one hero limit. I can't wait to see how the no hero limit is going to change now with McCree being nerfed mm. and would it make it being nerfed? If that's actually going to even out a little bit, we'll see a little bit more diversity. Like for me, one hero limit is at the moment boring to watch mm-hmm. because you basically always have same comps. Yes. You can argue in no hero limit. You have same comps as well. But when there's like, I think I said this last week. When there's 40 heroes out, one hero limit's going to be like king. It's going to be amazing, yeah. Because there's that yeah. much diversity, but you just don't have it right now. You're just going to see the same six over and over and over again. It's Maybe the same it, argument occasional for both seven sides. thrown up. Yeah. exactly, it's, exactly. Yeah,
3: it's there's no diversity if there's two but, hero, or if there's no, no hero limit. There the is no diversity if it's one in,
2: hero limit. And no hero limit, there's diversity in strats. Exactly.
1: There is. There yeah, is. Specific yeah, specific strat Yeah, it just might bring
3: monkeys. I don't no, want to but do it. for
2: instance Melty on King's Row on first point, instead of going for a Pharah, like the Pharah to, to attack the first point, they went with like a double Reaper to Lucio. They sped him into the room, they charged the back line and, and took the point against Rogue. This is like the takeover tournament. You see, you know, um ingenious things like that and little little kinks, uh little things being played that are actually nice, like cool to see, actually mm-hmm. fun to cast. Um yeah, it gets annoying when you have four McCrees and you're Mitch trying to find the right McCree to Zed eyeing, <laughs> but like it, there is sad. more room for Potential strategy and no hero yeah. limit at the moment.
0: I mean, it and just... I actually, oh, go ahead, Mitch. I'm yep.
1: oh, sorry. And I actually think some people feel as if the, the vehemence of which they argue against or for hero limits, I think that's actually going to, to change anything. But when you're arguing against something that is literally Blizzard's core philosophy about the game... And you think, oh, well, if I send him a few more eggplants, it's going to work. Like, <laughs> you, you, you know, I, I'm That's sorry, funny. but you know, it's like the first season of League of Legends. Everyone's sick of everyone playing mid-ash all the time. It's broken. Yeah. I can't deal with it. Like, yeah, the point is, right, the, the, the biggest problem with the, the no hero limit is the stacking of broken heroes. So let's wait and see, see if there's any change. But don't forget as well. I mean, think back to King of the Watch where we had arguably the two best teams in Europe, No one could win on the attacking side on Numbani on that first point. Now, that's an isolated example, but still one well worth taking into account here. Teams cannot craft strategies to a specific end, and so are hamstringed. And they have this cookie-cutter lineup they have every time, and uh, it's just not great to watch or cast. I think the
2: example I gave uh, when I was talking to Mitch at the office earlier was... You have a lot of these players, you know, think back to 1.6, even before 1.6, to TF2, etc., Quake, whatever. They made their rule set because the publishers of the game weren't involved with making the competitive rule set of the game. So you had people in CS, like, for instance, if Valve was was invested back in, like, 1.3 or 1.5, whatever, would we be seeing the same map pools that we are now played? Probably not, but because the community, the competitive community played that way for so long, Valve adopted that. Mm -hmm. But now you have Overwatch where it's, like, well, they're the ones that dictate the control or the esports of the game because they're the ones investing the millions of dollars into it. Well, they get to choose how the game is played, and you can either like it or not. Obviously, they would be a terrible company if they didn't take into consideration what the players want. So they obviously are, but they're the ones putting the money in. So you kind of have to just play with it and then find what works for you.
3: I think your limits right now is kind of necessary just from a spectator perspective. But once there's more heroes in the game and people have more options and more, there's more choice and more diversity in hero picks, then by all means, don't use hero Limits. But I mean, the yeah, fact that of... I was like the biggest proponent against hero limits like two months ago, and now I'm like advocating it should probably be a sign that like it's boring as shit to watch hero or non-hero limit games.
1: I respectfully disagree with that. I
0: mean, well, it's it shouldn't be. To watch I mean, that, hero limit games. It, it yeah. it's again, it, it it comes down to just the degree of which people are trying new stuff, and I think there there are definitely times where. People just settle on what the meta is, and then there aren't new things being tried. And yeah, that those things get boring. Those get, those things kind of things get boring in every game. You know, where meta just kind of also, stabilizes.
2: There's a difference between watching a No Hero Limit game and playing a No Hero Limit game. Because um, I, I I literally just talked to Tavik to and Too Easy about this earlier on today because I was playing with them, and I was saying, you know, what do you think about No Hero Limit? And Too easy's like, yeah, it's it's stupid. You know, double Winston is stupid. Double McCree's stupid. Yeah. Cause that's too easy. He'll be very vulgar about it. <laughs> and I said, okay. Well, what if McCree was changed in a way that he's more balanced, and Winston was changed in a way he's more balanced? whereas old like is a little bit different in terms of how much health you get back. And he said, yeah, the No Harlan would actually be pretty fun to play. But it's mean, it's I, feel it's, like I think didn't due to the
3: balance McCree this time they didn't balance him for double McCree. They balanced him as just McCree.
0: Well, they always balance just as that character. I feel like uh, mm, no, the uh, Win- you know? the
3: original Winston changes in closed beta was. Pretty much a change to for the double,
0: double instant. Okay, that's fair. Yeah.
1: And yeah. the thing is, as well, like the reason why at the beginning we didn't see we, we, we saw pretty much no uh, hero limit uh, tournaments is because Blizzard were incredibly interested to see what people would come up with when they stacked heroes because they wanted to actually get a basis for balancing not only individually mm-hmm. as one hero but also if you had six of them or three of them or two of them or whatever that's something they have on their radar in a big way. Uh, you know, and for us as well, we were uh, specifically. Directed, I guess, in a direction by Blizzard in which we could see a little bit more from No Hero Limit stuff (laughs) during the. (laughs)
0: The Sorry. title it's <laughs> a reoccurring topic we literally talk about yeah. this like every week yeah i, I, it's yeah, I think
1: if the, if the Blizzard employees have to watch us have another conversation about hero limits i'm pretty sure they're all going to shoot themselves <laughs> okay <laughs> know, right? well, we can move on to yeah
3: we the, need uh, to just make a right. rule that we're not allowed to talk about hero I know
0: League. we can not okay we cannot talk about it next week all right i'm, I'm, thro- I'm a, throwing that a out big, there right uh, okay a big tournament coming up yeah, i heard in there, august there's some big tournament some 100k tournament some record prize pool tournament that's supposedly having a gamescon hosted by some organization called ESL. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what organization that, that hired. They, I, I've heard they hired like terrible casters, but um, so yeah. What, what do you guys know about like the, this, <laughs> this singular,
3: <event>? there caster. <laughs> oh, caster. caster. Oh,
0: okay. All right. casters. All right. So come on. What details can you give us about this? We thought we meant we announced as we mentioned this last week. So you, you surely you can give us something, something, something
2: uh you you want me to go first switch
0: i <laughs> have 10. this feeling midget Mitch- <laughs> um
2: okay so how to go about this oh my god so, oh my why are we even oh, talking no, no. about I do, this i can do it i got this okay so one thing that we want to make sure to hammer home with this tournament is that we are listening to community. As well as talking to Blizzard. So currently, we're we're in talks with Blizzard about the rule set that we want to see done. Um, this isn't like a hey, ESL just gonna wave their dick around and be like, you guys are being forced to play this. No, we're actually taking into consideration quite a few different things when it comes to this. We're listening to quite a few different people. We're getting suggestions from quite a few people, and we'll decide on a rule set that we think overall not only is fun enough to play, but at the same time is fun to watch. Because that's the biggest. So it's not going to watch. I can't, can't confirm or deny, <laughs> but what I'm saying is that the biggest priority I think for this tournament is to make sure it's fun to watch, fun to play, and to get more people interested in esports for Overwatch. That's that's our biggest focus right now.
1: Yeah. So things that we can't talk about is specific rule set and format. Okay. It's just, it's TB8. We don't even know what is being sussed out right now as well. And look, I see it all the time. Now, as an, as an ESL caster, right, every Reddit thread you see is like, oh, here we go, ESL's going to fuck up yet another game. Here comes ESL, make their fucking money, and it's like, okay. all right, fine, I get it, right? It's kind of fun to do that. It's edgy and cool to hate the, the big mega corporation that's going to come and steal your money and make it their own. But we are passionate about Overwatch, all right? Like, myself and Jason, even as casters, we have the rare opportunity to be involved in the planning of this whole project, right? So it's not just mm-hmm. guys in suits sat at, com- sat at computers in their offices deciding how to make the most money. We are very in there deep. And we also know what the community wants, what they want to see. We're well and truly involved in this process, right? I got dragged into Pro Talk, you know, and people flame me for expressing my opinion. I read through it and I discussed it. I know what we know what the players want. We know what Blizzard wants. We know what the community wants. So we, we're lucky enough to have these these ideas from a lot of people. I mean, people can say, oh, they want that ESL just here to make some money. Oh, I actually am here for good Overwatch and a growing scene. So we're, we're doing the best that we can while satisfying all the constraints we're put under to put on the absolute best show that we
2: can. You, you've got Demon, myself, Mitch, and even Joe Miller putting some, some info in. That's like 30 years mm-hmm. alone of like esports um, experience. And we're trying to make it the best tournament that we possibly can. I think Mitch definitely hit it home perfectly that we're like literally trying to be involved in the process to make sure the product's good. We don't is want it the people players' to-
3: opinion though. That's getting put across because, I mean, if you're in pro talk, you see pretty much what the majority of competitive players right now want is stopwatch. And. Like, I feel like this is, again, kind of like the Hero Limit discussion all over again. We kind of talk about this every week.
2: but The the format of the entire tournament, whether it's rules, whether it's Hero Limit, no Hero Limit, is being decided in conjunction with ESL and Blizzard to decide as both organizations are also listening to the community. So whatever comes out is what Blizzard and ESL have both agreed with uh, and feel like it's in the best interest of the general game at the time.
0: Yeah, and maybe some of you guys are wondering, oh, what, why are they making such a big deal this tournament? Well, this tournament is a 100K tournament, right, guys? So this is obviously the biggest tournament that we've seen. And t- who, how many teams? Is it eight teams it, like that are going to be qualifying for it? Or, or are there any invites or no? Is it just all qualifying?
2: Zero invites. They're all okay. done through the qualifiers, which happen mm-hmm. um, on a week basis at EU and NA.
0: Okay, and this is going to be August 20 to 21st at GamesCon. Yes. Which is in a couple months. Okay, so we got two months leading up to it. Right, hopefully it'll still be the yeah. highest the highest price pool well, by the time it does happen. I just but don't want to see a awesome. situation
3: where it's yeah. like, what do people want to see from like a spectator thing over what players want to play? Like, I think the, the most important picture. part of an eSports situation is making sure that the players are playing what they want. And...
2: There's a fine balance between... Ooh, there's players. definitely... That, that yeah, goes back there's a, little, a balance like, between that. Very, yeah. I heard an analogy. I heard an analogy about this. It's like, if the NBA players um, could decide the rules of the game, there'd be no three-pointers.
0: Yeah. Like every, would
2: make the game boring to watch. It might make it more fun, fun than to play. Much-
0: well, Oh. Oh, I, I don't... hear. <laughs>
3: And it's not hard that's to understand easy. once yeah. it's explained Stopwatch to you
1: the first fixed? time. Who said anything is being fixed or broken? What? I, I, I don't recall mentioning that this was going to be changed. No,
3: no, no, or... no. I'm saying, I'm saying people that kind of want to change from Stopwatch, it's like, it's not broken. Like, don't fix it. That analogy. So... Sure.
1: I mean, that that's fine. I mean... But I, I, I think, yeah, I don't really think it's been discussed about changing stopwatch or anything like that, I don't think we we mentioned that either, and I don't think that's how we would reconcile the interests of all the different stakeholders and parties in this kind of situation. I, I don't actually think that's the crux of the issue either.
0: Yeah, I mean, in the end, just the whole discussion about whether to, to make a format that's Either one way, just exactly what the players want, and maybe a little less spectator friendly, and the other side, the other end of the spectrum, being completely spectator friendly and, and bad for the game. I think Jason makes a good point. I mean, I, I think in the end, we just have to pick something that that we, you know, whoever the yeah. Blizzard Whoa. feels is the right format, and then like the players will adapt to it. I mean, that's what players do generally; like they just adapt so, and try to.
2: I feel like I'm confident enough that I'm allowed to say this that I can is that the rule set used for this tournament isn't the rule set that's going to be used for the entirety of Overwatch. This is like literally the first tournament within yeah, sure. a month of the game being out. You know, The rule set can always be changed as the game is out longer and more people experience it and more people on a bigger scale get to see what it's like. So it's not like whatever we use, not confirming or denying anything that we said in terms of like what the rule set is, it, it was still can always be changed for future tournaments. So it's not like this is the end-all, be-all of yeah. you have to run t- every tournament like this. It's not like that at all.
0: Yeah. Until Blizzard announces whatever their plans are, you know, it's still whatever, or whatever event organizers want to do with their tournament that they feel is the best for their tournament, and then the players and teams can to choose whether they want to play in it or not. It's up to them, right? Um, but in the end, I, think they I feel shouldn't like
3: you have to make that choice, though.
0: Yeah, but it it that's it always it, it's takes. always going to come down to that, though, Shade. It's like you have you know you'll have to put a stake in the ground. This is what we feel is the best for. What we're trying to do and then you know you guys can choose whether you want to do it or not and most of the times the players will just adapt and just figure out how to you know game whatever those rules are the best you know that's generally what people do right um and, and it's not
2: like Blizzard isn't listening i mean they're even course, in the pro overwatch yeah. discord channel listening to flame raging about everything he possibly can <laughs> they're there listening and honestly like if you guys have worked in any of the other games it's a blessing to have an organizer or a publisher listen this closely to the pro players about what they want and what they want to see like i think we, we talked negatively about it and
3: implementing too
2: yeah well you also Just, i mean the fact that we don't know everything they're doing behind the scenes <laughs> you can't harsh them on not implementing something that players want maybe you know it's there's so much more There's so many more moving cogs in this machine that none of us know about to be yeah. for me to personally be too harsh on what they're doing i I mean, the fact that they're even running these tournaments is is awesome to see. You know, mm-hmm. you don't want them to sit back and and not do anything for like a year or two. You want to see them invested into it, and they are. And I think that's a good thing in general for the game.
0: Okay, well, I think that's uh, going to be it for at least the topics. Maybe we take one or two questions, and we'll call it a day. How's that sound? Uh, if you guys have any questions, go ahead and either tweet it to me at at ShameMV and I'll be able to read it instantly, or just tweet some, or just message something in the Twitch chat right now and. And we'll do about three of them, three quick ones. How about that? Okay, let's see. You guys see anything? I don't see anything in Twitter. Nobody tweets them to me, even though I ask for it. They always end up putting it in the Twitch chat.
2: Oh, wait, right, man. I tweet about me streaming. I get, like, five <laughs> viewers, and I've got, like, 34K followers. It's rough.
0: <laughs> okay, let's see. What do we got here?
3: <laughs> what? Oh yeah, all right, we'll I get forgot that. to say that
0: uh, GFE parted ways with Harblu this week. Oh, oh Harblu, yep, oh true. yeah, that's true. Yeah, they are playing with us, I believe.
2: Hawks left uh, SG one,
1: one of the long-time standing members. Yeah, it's crazy because he yeah. was like the part of the core of that team, or close to anyway. So, yeah, interesting times. <laughs>
0: um, okay, I'm gonna. All right, if there's no questions, then we're gonna just call it. Let's see here. Can I ask a question? Yeah, go for it. Get, so, get Chan, an if
2: there's uh, ever a tournament in Florida, oh god, like a big oh, land god. in Florida, oh, are you are you ever gonna do a live a live show of this, a live airing of the show at the event? Uh, yeah, if there was ever like a big tournament near uh, totally.
0: you, yeah, totally would.
2: Are you gonna pay for Mitch and I and Shade to come out to do it, or are you gonna
0: replace us? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Uh, we thought well, about
3: doing it at DreamHack Austin, right? We were gonna do a live show. Yeah,
0: we were gonna do. Her, it. Yeah, I but, wasn't able to go. So yeah, the plan was to do it. We just we didn't end up doing it just because the setup at. Uh, you know, I didn't have my own setup or anything, so I had, to, I had to basically piggyback off of other people's setup, and it was pretty unclear how good that was. And then we decided to do it at the Twitch booth, and then the Twitch booth literally had the smallest space, and we were just like, no, that's not going to happen. So There um, was a
2: question about balancing uh, PC versus uh, console.
0: Yeah. I well, console they're, and PC
2: versus the game need to be balanced differently. Th-
0: they are I being think balanced think differently, so- right? Yeah, yeah. They are yeah, being balanced they differently. They already said that, so... Yeah, I think they should be. I think I mean, the,
3: like... Game meta as a whole is totally different on different on the different platforms, anyways. So my little brother's been playing like crop ton of Overwatch, and he says that Pharah is like the most OP thing he's ever seen because people don't know how to hit her out of the air on console.
2: <laughs> I saw I saw something like Torbjorn has like a seventy percent win rate on console because people don't to deal with this turrets.
0: Oh <laughs> gosh, <amazing>. <laughs> that that would be hell, dude, for me <laughs> dealing with Torbjorns and and can you imagine a full team of Torbjorns and you, you have to kill shit with. With the, sta- with the console, oh, controller. Oh, shit. Ah, Tracer with aim so assist hard. on
3: console, just, just kill me, please. <laughs> just, oh,
0: oh my gosh, that's true. Uh, okay, yeah, so you know. <laughs> here, here's, here's a question, sir Rooney. What do you think? Okay, this is kind of comparing to SC2. What do you think Blizzard is doing better with Overwatch than SC2, and what is worse? Oh, and wait, what's what's WTS? What WTS what? is World worse? Tournaments? What tor- WTS? What, what tournament?
2: WCS? Maybe he meant.
0: Uh, no, it's WTS is worst. Worst. Okay, I'm not sure what that... Maybe what is worse, what is better and what is worse, I'm assuming. Um, well, what's better is that they're... You know, the marketing for Overwatch and just having just the general accessibility of Overwatch for all gamers has been beyond any title, I think, any kind of IP release that, that Blizzard's done, not just StarCraft 2. So that, in turn, just leads to a better start for competitive Overwatch. And then... At least for me. I don't know y- y'all's opinion, what's been better? Any any other yeah. clear things? I think
1: I think from, from what I know, uh, especially working with Apollo and like Todd and Kalaris talking to them about their time at StarCraft, mm-hmm. the dev team and the esports team are far closer together with Overwatch. Yeah. They are that too in each other's mm-hmm. pockets. And in some cases there are overlapping roles, which I think is really, really good. It's gonna make those issues that we need or those changes we need change push through a lot quicker.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, for sure, the the changes were huge, and and I think just them. And, and this has been a progressive thing because I think StarCraft Two is in, at this in the same place too, as well as like Hearthstone and just the other Blizzard uh, esports and community teams. Is is just their reception or their listening to feedback has been just the best it's ever been, I think for all Blizzard titles. And, you know, when StarCraft 2 in its heyday, it wasn't like that, you know? I mean, I'll just be straight up like David Kim, some of the things we were talking about balance I and mean, we just complaining about things, just things just not changing for whatever reason. Um, and, it could have been for the right reasons, it's just, we didn't know the reasons a lot of times, you know, just not have, being transparent about them. It was just really frustrating. So, I mean, overall, I think Overwatch is just in this new age of communication that, that Blizzard has with the, uh, their you know audience and and users and i think it's you know definitely helped blizzard get get off to the right get off on the right footsteps uh, let's say i already think uh, ben, bengal's asked do you think part of the fact that no hero limit tournaments end up with boring comps is that people don't risk playing heroes that aren't instantly com- that they're not instantly comfortable with like May. i don't think that's the case i didn't hear i didn't
2: hear the didn't question mean, sorry yeah.
0: It says, do you think part of the fact that no hero limit tournaments end up with boring comps is that people don't risk playing heroes that aren't instantly comfortable with uh, characters like Mei.
1: Well, you should ask someone who actually thinks No Hero Limit comps are boring. I
0: think <laughs> <so>. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, it has nothing to do with, with uh, characters that they're not comfortable with because I mean, these I'm pro sorry, players are awesome. I mean,
3: I'm like watching two Winstons left-click their way into the end okay. of the Is
2: map. that because you're a Mercy player? Because
3: you're a support no, player and they jump on you every time? No, it's literally because how do you <laughs> spectate that?
0: Uh, you can spectate that. You can.
3: Okay, let me spectate that and go for a nap real quick. I'm gonna go. Oh, I mean Well, not... you're spectating two Winston's for like half an hour.
1: That's a, that's like, a spectator's preference, I believe. Uh, I think there are other parts of the game you can watch, and there's also a handy freak cam that you can use to set.
0: The right. Time I mean, you don't have device. to focus on that. Is it boring to play? No. A the I have players. to.
3: I have to watch the game from whatever the in-game spectator is spectating. If the, whoever is observing. Is watching Winston.
1: That's I their fault. And Winston. that's their Yeah. Program.
0: But that's something that we can, we you know, th- that can be improved just generally from the spectating standpoint. So, I think there's uh, a
2: big, big amount, or not big amount, that makes no sense. A huge amount of way to go for spectating in general.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Like of how absolutely. it should
2: be done. Um, yeah. Like I think Aegis Rising did decently well with the picture in picture. So you can, if you want to catch what's happened the payload, you can see it in the picture in picture. If you want to see Widowmaker going off, you can see that. There's still just a lot of, um, a lot of ways to go in terms of that but it's good to have dedicated observers if you guys actually want to be dedicated observers I say do it because there's definitely a ton of tournaments out there that would love to have it. I know Mitch and I would love to have one because he's basically my dedicated observer whenever we cast together well
0: you can't cast uh. you, you can't cast 100% you can't even cast at 75% when you're when, you, when you're observing too so I don't know how you guys even do it uh, whenever you know like ZP even when he's doing the the weeklies or whatever and I know Fishsticks has done it before too it's like I don't even know how you guys can can cast you know at at a decent level whenever you're having to do that too. So um, I think it it would improve production overall, just quality by a lot, you know, just having a dedicated, at least one dedicated spec, not, not to mention three of them. Uh, but getting back oh, no to wait, the ten, ten million players Overwatch now. I know ten million. Oh, forgot ten to mention four hundred k on the subreddit now.
1: Yeah, I'm so sticky.
0: My God, <laughs> it's crazy. Even the competitive is up to like twenty three k now. This is crazy. Competitive Overwatch, the subreddit. Check that out, guys. If you guys haven't already done that. Um, but yeah. Anyways, getting back to that that question, the competitive players, like the the pro players, they'll practice whatever heroes. These guys are good at, at, at many many characters. Okay, guys. So it's not just like, oh, I just don't want to play May. No, no. Believe me, they they've played May and they can play probably May at a high level. And they just, you know, a lot of times it just doesn't fit into what they're trying to do. So I don't think it has anything to do with that. All right, well, I think that's going to be it. I don't know. Any other compelling questions? If not, we we'll just call it a day. I didn't see any. Last chance. Anybody? Any of the three of you guys see anything? Uh-oh, Mitch seems to see something.
3: I need to go so bad. I
0: know. Okay. Yeah. Shade, Shade's mom's in town, so. From Africa, oh, my too. Aunt. Oh, my your aunt. aunt. Your aunt, yeah. From Africa, too. So, right, why don't she- we... what? How old is she? What are you? What are you Don't what, hit what, on what, ball, Man, it. what's up with that, Jason? Vintage Jason Kaplan. Exactly. Right, they get better with age, yeah. you
2: know? Just like one.
3: I'm going now. He's, he's,
0: he's, he's, he's all about cougars, man. He's crazy.
1: My boy. <laughs>
0: my boy. Oh, my gosh. All right, let's do some shout-outs before we go. Mitch, always a pleasure having you on, man. It was a good time. Any shout-outs you want to do? Hello? Hey,
2: chairman Hello. just blew his microphone.
0: There uh, he oh, 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 Mitch, uh, any shout-outs you want to do?
1: Um, shout out to everyone in ProTalk. Love you guys. Um, that's it, really. Shout out to everyone for watching as well. This is cool. It's nice to have so many people. For the record,
3: uh, ProTalk is a Discord channel. In <laughs> case people don't know what that is, because <laughs> there was a lot of people like, what the fuck is ProTalk?
0: Yep. Yeah. Okay. Anything? Uh, is that it, Mitch? Or you done with shout
1: That's it. No, no. Uh, not really. I mean, uh, we come watch us on the weekend, Castle Overwatch. That's about it, really, me and Jason. And uh, thanks for having me yet again. Appreciate it.
0: Awesome. Shade?
3: Um, shout out to my stream and my viewers. See you guys in chat. How's it going? Thanks for being here. <laughs> and Chanman and Jason and FishDix, we miss you. And Mitch, thank you for being here.
2: <laughs> what? Why are you laughing at that? I was hoping Why she was, was going to say, left? like, stir, we miss you. Please come back. Oh, and my god. Take Jason out of the show.
3: I don't think I've done a show with Stir on it yet.
0: No, oh. I don't think you have either. No, no, no. You haven't star. done it. Stir.
3: I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure he's actually Star, and Stir was like a meme or something.
0: Yeah. It's Stir now, though. It used to be Star, I think. But...
3: Anyways, yeah. Anyways, okay, guys.
0: awesome. Jason, for interrupting. God, what an ass. Jason, shout-outs. <laughs> um,
2: to Mitch Leslie for being my, my partner now for, that sounds wrong, for nine months. Working on these shows, the Overdrive shows that we do, and casting. Lee, man for putting in some good work to, to get up to speed on Overwatch and casting mm-hmm. it with us. Uh, to Blizzard for making a sick game. And uh, to yourself for allowing me to have the time to work on this this lovely, lovely game.
0: All right. And, and my I... parents.
2: And my parents. Sorry, last one. And my parents. Always got to shout out to my parents, because I wouldn't be here today without them. Not just Literally. because, you know, I was born... Yeah, not just because of that, but because they gave me the option, the ability to actually focus on esports as a full-time job. And look where I am now. I'm a half ass caster. The
0: feels, man. The, feel, the half ass caster. Wow. My boy. <laughs> my boy. Yeah. We're going to have to make a, 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 <laughs> some kind of sound bit us. about Mitch like, saying, my boy. That's between awesome. Between us,
1: we're like us too we're an ass caster I guess a full ass caster so that's full, right then, isn't it okay. we can
0: be asses too guys. <laughs> good stuff good stuff uh, yeah so I just want to thank you guys obviously for doing the show the three of you guys it was a lot of fun today all the viewers too thanks for um, you know hanging out a uh, huge thanks I'm, I didn't actually see but I'm assuming Seagull hosted so uh, big shout out to Seagull for doing that he's, he's awesome and I really really appreciate that uh, VODs will be up on youtube.com slash ChanmanV uh, shortly after maybe about an hour after this so you can check that out if you missed the beginning of the show and uh, for all you audio listeners uh, this the show is available on iTunes and uh, Google Play, Podcast, Stitcher all, all the different aggregators definitely check that out if you you know like to listen to podcasts and things on the way to work and that sort of bit and I'll leave ratings if you like the show leave five star ratings because it's it helps the show in a big way if you can do that uh, but until next week guys that's going to be it for the overview so for Mitch Leslie Jason Kaplan, Shade and myself Man V, we'll see you next week Hey